You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Happy days. The analyst inside cricket, Simon Mann and Simon Hughes with big smiles on our faces after the England victory, the series victory, and just also a wonderful game of cricket in fantastic weather at a great stadium. Absolutely. I mean, a perfect four days cricket if you're an England player, England supporter. What about you this morning? You stuck your neck out. You said India had a 10% chance of winning. I heard Virat Kohli say after the game, and Ravi Shastri said before today's play, the India coach, he thought it was a 50-50 going into the last yeah, day. They would you, say you, that. you didn't think that at all, did you? You said 10% chance for India. And actually, it, it played out as you expected it would. Once the big man was out, Kohli... Mm. India crumble because it's so difficult chasing on this type of surface. Yeah, and and I went and had a look at the pitch at T, and it's like a f- the surface of the moon. You, you, it's impossible to score two hundred with good bowling. It's impossible to score two hundred and fifty in the last innings on that because there were so many cracks and holes and puffy bits, and it, 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 the ball was misbehaving all the time, which meant that England. Even through that partnership of Rahani and Kohli, which well as though they played, they had bits of luck. There were a couple of very hairline calls against them, which went their way, uh, like LBWs and things like that. But I just always felt there was a ball there that would be too difficult to deal with, and it proved to be the case. It was lucky for England that umpire Dharmasena gave that out to Kohli because, of course, there were no reviews left, yeah. and if he hadn't then Coley could have carried on. But I just felt all along there were enough balls there to get even a great player like Coley out. And once England had his wicket and it opened up the door, ajar at least, to get through. So one end open, they were never going to... India were never going to make those 250 runs because it's just too difficult unless you've got... 
I think even if you had Viv Richards, Donald Bradman, Graham Pollock, I think they'd have struggled to chase 250 on there. Yeah, having said that, they had Rahane and Kohli who put together a century partnership. It was a magnificent effort on a, on a fourth day pitch that was you know, probably you know like an old might be like an old fashioned fifth day pitch actually still to put together a hundred partnership. And I bet they were, England were getting a bit twitchy. I mean, it's, it's not easy in the field, is it? When you you know that one could bring three or four, you know that because that's the sort of surface you're playing on. And you just think, when is that one coming? And there, there was that big moment before lunch. And actually, we would have been home well before, um, we, you know, as it, we were, as it turned out in the end, um, if Coley had been given out. It was quite a big moment that yeah. when, he, when England reviewed. And it seems to me, actually, that England were very unlucky in a way to, to lose the review because, because actually what the third umpire was saying was, I can't, I can't really tell whether he's hit that or not. And so it was a sort of umpire's call scenario well, in a way, wasn't it? It was because the umpire had given it not out. Yeah. The third umpire couldn't really be certain of anything to overturn it, therefore stay with the umpire's decision. It was a sort of umpire's call, although they don't really have it for possible inside edges onto pad. Yeah, yeah what, what it was was that uh, Coley survived an appeal for LBW and the third umpire couldn't tell, just couldn't tell whether he hit it. You know, there was a squiggle on the, on the technology yeah. because Coley had hit his pad, pad with his bat. But the other... A difficult thing to tell was whether he'd actually hit it. It didn't look as if he had, no. but the umpire couldn't actually be sure. So, in a way, he lost that review. And you're right. I mean, imagine if Cody had been given not out by umpire Darmasina because it was just the. You brush. mean later on? Yeah, yeah. later on, because yeah. it was just the brush of a glove. But mind you, Darmasina is an old off spinner himself, yeah. and then, you know, Mo and Ali Bold, he's probably been in that situation so many times and thought, oh, yeah, you just sometimes you just know, don't you? You get a, yeah, you well, get you a sense that, of it. You see that sort of double ricochet, mm. don't you? Uh, I mean, I have to say. Brilliant umpiring, mm. though, really. It's such a difficult job. You and I probably both umpired club matches yeah. and Colts matches. And, oh, you know, I hate it when there's that one, which is, is that LBW or not? It might only be 47 miles an hour delivery, <laughs> but is it hitting the stumps? And it's so difficult to tell. And people, mm. you know, club bowlers look at you in aggrieved, thinking, you're, you're an expert here, yeah. you should know, and I haven't got a clue. Yeah. So it's such a difficult job. Uh, so huge praise to the umpires for their judgment there. Funnily enough, there was a decision at the end of the game Bruce Oxford gave Ishan Sharma a shocker, out, wasn't it? Absolute and he walked shocker. off, and it was going over by about four yeah. inches. Well, he had he to walk re- off because there was no reviews left. Yeah. It's one of those games, one of those pitches where reviews were going to be quite influential because there were so many hairline decisions. Mm. Uh, you know, it was interesting watching the way that Coley and Rahana, in particular, played against the off spinner because the ball was bouncing and lifting and spinning out of that that rough outside the their off stump, and. They were just trying to get their pad outside the off stump. So if they were hit on the pad, it was outside the line playing a shot. So, you know, precise margins for the batsmen there that they have to use to try and survive. But I always felt there, there was going to be a ball there. Um, I suppose it must make the Indians think one thing. You know, it's funny how the game evolves because we've had uh, something that I've mentioned a few times, this advent of bowlers going round the wicket to left-hand batsmen, faster bowlers, and that's great for getting left-hand batsmen out, but it also creates rough for off-spinners, and particularly in the case of Ishant Sharma, because he's so tall, so he's got these massive strides and also big feet, and he's creating this fantastic rough, yeah. which basically gave Moen Ali nine wickets yeah. and probably won the match for England. 
the other aspect as well is that Mo and Ali is out bold Ashwin in the game. I mean, the one thing I would say about that is is Ashwin fully fit? We saw him take a very sharp single towards the end of the game. He just he just pulled up, and you, you just wonder how fit he has been during this Test match. India desperate to have their champion spinner playing in the game, and that, that you know that's that's one point in, in, in mitigation but mowing nine wickets and you know Ashwin only took the one wicket uh, yesterday he held an end but he didn't break England's resistance no and, and, and it was odd wasn't it he just couldn't seem to quite find the consistency the great thing about mowing was he just kept plugging away on that spot didn't try too much and actually both uh, Ashwin and also Rashid for England I think just tried too many deliveries too many different types of deliveries on a pitch like that, where the ball is really turning, you've got human variation, natural variation, which just varies the length and line very slightly. But if you just keep bowling the same ball over and over again, some will misbehave and some won't, and it's very difficult to, to play. Where if, if you're trying to do what Ashwin and, and Rashid were doing, which was bowling variations, bowling, the, in the case of Ashwin, the odd carom ball, the odd leg break, and in the case of Rashid, googlies and straight honours. Firstly, your line varies, and you don't necessarily hit that difficult spot all the time because you're spinning it different ways. And secondly, your field also is, is, is harder to set. Because you're spinning the ball potentially both ways, the ball can go on both sides of the wicket. The great thing about Moen Ali, and if you look at his pitch map after the game, he just kept hitting the same spot mm. almost relentlessly. So not only can you you know, um, exploit that, that rough area, but also you can set a field to it. Mm. One thing we tend to do in cricket, you know, as journalists, as reporters, we're all looking ahead, aren't we? You know, how is the team developing, evolving? How is any team developing or evolving for the future? But actually, sometimes you've just got to say, you know, a moment in time, you've got to say, hold on, this is the world number one team who come to England and they have been beaten. They've mm. lost three out of four test matches. I suppose one thing, you know, we've, we've seen it before. We've seen an India, a good India. Indian team come to England and be beaten quite comprehensively, although I mean, it wasn't incomprehensible because there were two quite tight test matches yeah. and one heavy defeat and India obviously winning emphatically at, at Trent Bridge but England have beaten mm. the number one test team in the world and, and uh, you know, it, it, we tend to sort of think in terms of Ashes series but actually you know, beating India at home is a significant achievement for England, it's, it's not all just about the future oh, and you know, how they're going to get on the winter in Sri Lanka and West Indies and they still haven't got any spinners and they still haven't got any openers England have beaten the world number one. And, and it is impressive, I, I suppose, in mitigation, I would say that England have won all four tosses, mm. so they've had that advantage. Uh, the, the conditions have been quite variable. Lord's very swingy conditions, Trent Bridge probably arid, sort of hard pitch, bouncy, quite quick. The Indians were better there. England were better in seeming conditions. Edgebaston was a sort of dryish pitch, which all was a very close game. And then this one is like a pitch you might have got in Chennai. Yeah, more more, more Indian-like Indian conditions like actually. Although, of course, in England were not batting last. I think that was important. And what India should have done, you know, if you're batting last on a pitch like that, which I think got worse, broke up and crumbled mm. more than we were expecting. But still, if you're batting last, you've got to make that second innings, in other words, the second innings of the match, yeah. your first innings, count. So that's where, the, in, that's in your where mind, that's where, they, that's where they lost yeah, the game. because they, they had a great platform, the pitch was still playing reasonably well, 140 for two, Coley going well, he played a loose shot at, to, to Sam Curran, got caught at slip, and then they just fell in a heap, and they fell to, to Moen, he took four wickets for eight runs, and they declined from 145 for two to 185 for eight. And they should have got 300, 350, which would have meant they wouldn't have had to chase so many in the last innings. Yeah. And that's 
that's where they lost the game. I yeah, think. Virat Kohli also afterwards he also praised England's batting on the, on the third day. You know, he said they, that they were not easy conditions. Obviously, Ashton was bowling, and he, you know, he, he didn't go for many runs. He did hold an end for. But he didn't, take many he, he didn't take wickets, but he, he yes. actually praised the way England applied yeah. themselves on that third And I day. think that, that that's a very good point, and, and I think it was uh, something we actually mentioned a bit yesterday, that it was about not panicking when you got beaten occasionally. There was going to be an unplayable ball or two, but rather than thinking, oh my God, that's spinning so much, how am I going to play this? They just sort of put it out of their mind. Stokes did that really well. Put it out of his mind, right, I'll play the next one. And the next one didn't turn, so he blocked it. Of course, what can often happen is you face a spinner, he makes one ball turn massively and bounce, and you then start playing for balls to do that every time, and you get out. What they did was they just played the line, they played the length, they watched it, they tried to get well forward, really stretching out forward, or going right back using the depth of the crease making Ashwin's job difficult and didn't give him the wickets Moen on the other hand just kept on plugging away and Indian, the Indian batsman got out What do you think India will feel overall? I mean they came here to win they're the world's number one team uh, Kohli was really determined and he, you know, he's produced I mean, he's been mm. magnificent yeah. hasn't he? Uh, you know, runs, he's, yeah. he's really struggled in England before mm. you know, barely got a run this time you know, he was going to play for Surrey didn't as it turned out but there was a sort of sense of Real determination there, and he's also lauded Test cricket, saying it's the you know the best form of the game and the most challenging form of the game. How do you feel they will think about you know being three one down to an England side? I mean, who knows what's happening? The Oval, I mean, could end up losing four one. It's not easy in a, in a final Test match to sort of gauge things, but you know they've come here. State their reputation and and not been mm. quite good enough. Well, they, they they will look at it as a few missed opportunities. That's the kind of thing England often say, don't they? There've been chances in matches which they haven't capitalised on, and generally they're just their batting hasn't been good enough. Their bowling, I think, is is pretty hot with, yeah. with Boomer in it as well, and the other seamers that that rotate around him, Hardik Pandya hasn't quite yet evolved into a really effective all-rounder. He, he occasionally produces something, but doesn't do it on a consistent basis. I think he's got talent, but there's a little bit of... A, the, the middle order, to me, after Rahani, you sort of think Pandya might make runs, but there's no, no, no certainty about it. Pant has only just started his test career, very talented, but at the moment a pretty sort of hit-and-miss kind of cricketer. And then you get down to the bowlers, and apart from Ashwin, they've got nothing left. Mm. So I think that at the top... Their, their opening pair still isn't really properly established. And their tail's pretty weak, and their middle order's pretty flaky. Yeah. I'm so, the... you know, they haven't got actually a great batting side. Yeah. Well, except uh, uh, in except... their own conditions, they have, haven't they? Batting at home because they're so yeah. used to those conditions. And, yeah, and, true. and they look, I mean, they look, I mean, almost impossible team to beat at home. But it's when they travel to England, and we'll see in Australia how they got on in the, in the winter, how, how they get on there. So, I mean, it's, it's not easy. Very, you know, not many sides do win away from home. We know that. It's, it, it seems to be stacked in favour of maybe, uh, home teams. Maybe one thing that Ravi Shastri, the coach, was saying today, maybe something that will help them travel to in England next time will be he wants to get the Duke ball to be used in Indian domestic cricket, yeah. in Ranji Trophy cricket, because he thinks it's a much better ball for everybody, particularly bowlers. And, and maybe the experience they will gain from batting against the, the Duke ball in Indian conditions, where it will swing and seam a little bit, mm. and obviously the spinners will be able to use it well as well, that might just toughen up their batsmen a bit more for when they come to England next mm. time. Do you think India would have won this game if they batted first? 
Yes, I think it's a big year. It's a big year. But what I'm saying is how important how important was the toss, the fact they had to bat last. I think it did so much with the ball in that first day. I think England could have bowled India out for under two hundred. So So India actually missed their they missed their chance on the on the first day as well. The best day for batting was the second day. Because the first day the ball was swinging around corners. I've been trying to figure out why that is. Rod Bransgrove, the owner of the ground here, the guy who set up this whole place, uh, he says he's never seen the ball. He's been here eighteen years now. He says he's never seen the ball swing as much as that in the first innings. And I can only say it's it got to be, I think, you know, if you look at the, the science of it, and I, I know I've harped on about this before, but when you have a bare surface and a hot day, the sun beats down on it, heat is convected upwards, and that creates instability, and it's difficult to make the ball swing. So on a hard, dry pitch, sort of grey or beige pitch, the ball doesn't tend to swing on a sunny day. But if it's a green outfield, there isn't the same heat reflected upwards because sun on green doesn't create that same convection upwards. Mm. And therefore, what I'm sort of saying in a roundabout way is that there is a stable environment above the ground on green outfields. And that's why the ball swings often after it's gone past the bat. There was a lot of wobbling of the ball and keepers dropping it. I think it could be because of the, the, the sort of cool atmosphere over the outfield and the fact that there isn't that heat rising off it as well because mm-hmm. it's so green. Well, by the time you listen to this, it might well be that England named their squad for the yeah. Oval Test match. But what would you do, Simon? What, I, want what, to, I want a third batsman in, in the top three who can stay in. And I don't want Mo and Ali at number three. I think that was a, a sort of interesting idea, but it didn't it didn't work, and I don't think it will ultimately with the skill of modern bowlers with with the Duke ball. So I want somebody else who can open the batting in the first three, and I would look at either Rory Burns or possibly Joe Denley, who seems to be mentioned a little mm. bit coming of age again. After yeah, he's, he's a bit of a he's, his name's been punted a bit, hasn't it, Joe Denley? He's had an impressive season for. For Kent, I've, I have heard his name uh, suggested. I mean, he's in his 30s I mean, there's now. There's also James Vince as well, who, who was on standby for this match. But I, I don't see him particularly as an opener, but they may do. Yeah. They want some, a top three batsman batting in the top three for England with the, with the openers as well. So I want somebody else as security who is a specialist batsman at number three and then root at four. And I'd drop Rashid. I think Rashid's... Just doesn't fill me with much confidence, and Moen has obviously totally outbowled him here. And we don't need Rashid unless you know we're playing on a desert. And what do you do for the winter then? Because the ball is, I mean, it's going to be a spin orientated winter. Look Sri Lanka, at, I look at Jack Leach personally. I, I just don't think Rashid is, he doesn't turn his leg break very much. Uh, he's a good, he's an excellent one day bowler, but in test cricket, I just I just don't think he's very effective. And I'd prefer to have an orthodox left-arm spinner who's going to spin it away and bowl steadily. All right. So, change at the top with another batsman coming in. I mean, we... What would you do? I'd, I'd... Well, I'm not sure there are that many alternatives, to be honest. I think, in a, in a, in a, in a way, it's about soldiering on and seeing if you can make something work and hope that those who are in the team at the moment can, can make it work. Because I, I, I just... a cook's daughter back again. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just feel that, it, that England are going to be a bit up and down for a, a couple of years until someone, someone emerges in, in the county game who's got that sort of class at the top of the order. I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know when it's going to be. But I think, they, I think they're going to have to 
could probably just sort of make do and, and, and mend for a bit. I mean, they tried so many different people, haven't they? There's a whole, there's a whole massive list of, of players. I and mean, I wrote them down. Hales, Wesley, Stoneman, Vince, Milan, Pope. Well, he'll be, he'll be back in the future. Balance, Duckett, uh, Lythe, uh, Robson, Hamid, Samit Patel. These are the batsmen that have played. Not all at the, the top of the order. In. Mrs. Cook, well done. Congratulations. It's all right. It's all right, your daughters are lovely, adding to our podcast, it's perfect. Don't worry, well played anyway, congratulations, and good luck with the baby. Thank you very, very much. Cheers, Alice. Thank you. Oh, sorry, I didn't, didn't want to interrupt you there, but I thought I'd get a bit of, uh, of Cook family in the, in the podcast. It was a remark, wasn't it? It was actually broadcasting for the same hotel the players are staying in. Yeah. Anyway, I ran through a whole little list of, of players, and they've tried so many, I wonder why they do that. I could go to Burns, I could go back to, back to Vince... There's some merit in, in sticking with, with what they've got and hoping it works. But I mean, I, I don't. There's, there is no obvious solution. If there was an obvious solution, I think you know they would have tried it. I, you know, I, I think I'm I'm scratching my head as well, to be okay. honest. Well, yeah, I, 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 it's not an easy job being a selector, is it? That's why I decided not to enter my name into the ring for <laughs> being an England selector. Not that I would have got the job anyway. And but good luck to Ed Smith and James Taylor. They, they hadn't been seen at this game. I, I, I don't know. Have you noticed them at this game? No. They're often been seen around the place over the last few Test matches, and they're a bit like Anton Deck. They seem to stand <laughs> on the same side as each other and always be together. I think Ed's, Ed was here at the start of the game. Whether whether he was here throughout the game, I don't know. But, but you know, if in a way, in a way, I, God, they they study the game in great depth. James has obviously been a, a player recently. They watch the game like hawks. If they can't answer this this question, I don't know who can. Well, I think they were reason. Well, they must have been pretty confident in in Jennings and Cook. But mm. it it hasn't worked. Having said that, you know, we've been through it. How difficult the conditions have been. We mentioned this earlier today on air. You know, difficult conditions for opening batsmen. It's been it's been really really hard work for them. Not not actually not just the England opening batsmen. Also, India's opening yeah, batsmen. I mean, as well. Raul averaging yeah. fourteen in the series, and he's a good player. Yeah. And and Darwin is a bit more kind of hit and miss, but it's tough being an opening batsman mm. I think the last three years being an open batsman around the world not many have been really successful mm. uh, Dean Elgar is someone who just gets absolutely stuck in and grinds runs runs out but there haven't been many others well Elgar's been playing with Rory Burns at, yeah. at Surrey so I mean he is someone who they, they could look at I mean you could say well let's have, let's have a go with him you know, Rory Burns you well, mean not yeah, Dean Elgar not <laughs> Dean Elgar no obviously South African but you know, let's, let's have a go with, with Rory Burns see, see if it works uh, you know he's, he's scored consistently for the last five years, thousand runs in the last five years. Uh, you know he, he plays in a decent team, and you know he's got confidence up. I was twenty-seven years of age. Uh, that you know, that's one option, isn't it, to, to go there? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I, I quite like that. It's, it's, his, it's the Oval. It's his home ground. So, you know, good luck to England uh, with a little bit of uh, permutations. But maybe they stick with the same side, mm. as you say. I, I just think Rashid, for me, has been ineffective. Didn't look as if Root really trusted him here. So there's an opportunity there to either bring in a Chris Wokes if he's fit, or another batsman. Mm. Right, well, the Oval's on Friday. Um, for those who've got tickets, probably might be a bit disappointed that it's 3-1. They'd you know, love to have a decider, but you know, yeah. excellent from England. Well-played India as well, because they've made it so far you know, a riveting series. We've had two cracking test matches. And then the, you know, the, also the different sort of drama at, at Trent Bridge and, and, and Lords as well. So yeah. it has been a very watchable series. Yeah, Let's hope for a decent yeah, conclusion. Yeah, and, and well done to the groundsmen, actually, and the, the ground authorities generally for you know, just putting on great, 
events, pitches that have kept the, the game interesting, a good balance between bat and ball. Uh, the sun's been shining through most of this series, which has been really, really rewarding. And so it's actually been a great watch. It's been a pleasure actually watching it so far. And hopefully the Oval will be a nice climax, a, a nice uh, digestif to, to the main course. We'll be there on Friday at the Oval to report on England's sort of celebrations this week and also the first day from there. So speak to you then. Goodbye for now. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.